Hi, this is Freddie Spencer reporting after the Japanese Grand Prix at Motegi. Last weekend, what a conditions, weather conditions the riders had to race in. And some of that is the area in Japan that, that it's in. I remember four years ago when I was there, two things happened that I'd never experienced before. In fact, one of them uh, had never been in, in the history of motorcycle Grand Prix racing, where Friday the practice was actually canceled. Again, that was in, in 2013 all day because of the overcast conditions. But it was the same weather conditions as they had this year, just and, but more overcast. And so the helicopter couldn't fly away or fly. And for medical reasons and safety reasons, um, and for the safety of the riders in case there was an accident, they couldn't run because the where the track is located up in the mountain region, regions in more central Japan, um, it is not the easiest place to, to get to, uh, the type of roads it has. The other thing I experienced was an earthquake, uh, actually on Saturday night or early Sunday morning. Again, that was four years ago. And it was one of the tremors after uh, the earthquake, the bad earthquake and tsunami they had, I think it was one in 2010. So it's a very interesting uh, place, and you seem to get a lot of different type activities um, and things that, that happen. And the other, the other great thing about that uh, Motiga circuit is certainly the Honda Collection Hall. It's something, if you ever get a chance to visit, I would certainly recommend it. Um, even if you're not a Honda fan, they have many other type uh, examples of different different bikes obviously more specifically Honda of course but every generation and ever ever bike and car uh, that you can imagine and their racing heritage is so well on display there um, again I highly recommend it it's an amazing place now the race weekend itself the track at, at Motegi and I've ridden it a few times of course never raced there because it was built in the 1990s um, is one that's, again, very interesting because of the topography. In fact, at one time, and I think it still is, it's, it's uh, got the distinction of when it was being built of the largest dirt excavation project in all of Asia. So it was not an easy place to, to build a circuit um, that they wanted to. And it's originally, it's actually not just a road course, but it's part of an oval. The, the road course doesn't use any part of the oval, but the way it's integrated is why it's called Twin Ring Motigi, an oval and a road course. But it's, it's, it's not a, a difficult racetrack, um, but it's certainly uh, kind of specific. It's very stop and go. Um, it also requires very heavy braking, and, and it's all about acceleration, uh, getting the bike in, and get to turn and change direction. Um, but this weekend, the emphasis certainly would be on, on getting the bike set up for those conditions that were challenging, which was the weather. A lot of rain. It started out on Friday, pretty much it looked like it was gonna stay all weekend, and it did. So the riders were, were challenged in not just uh, having to get around the racetrack, uh, as fast as they possibly could, but also just the conditions. There's there's nothing really worse than having to get on a bike uh, and being wet and and just the challenge of, of the focus that that requires. The other thing is, you know, riding a motorcycle in those conditions, especially one with that much horsepower, it's very delicate. And so it's a challenge for the riders who are very aggressive. 
it's one of the things about Mark Marquez that is is very unique and that he's good and he's very good in wet conditions and he's extremely aggressive in dry conditions and he uses that a little bit in wet but he's able to have uh, good feel and he's been able to adjust and, and not you know he takes risks certainly in, in wet conditions and challenging conditions but but I think his biggest asset in that is his ability to adapt and to be able to adjust um, in a very short amount of times. And I think it's one reason why he's so good in the flag-to-flag -flag races is he can jump on the bike from wet tires and, and wet conditions or semi-wet to dry and boom, he's up to speed uh, very quickly. So it's going to be a challenge for the rider, certainly. Uh, the mental part of it, just being able to, to stay focused in, in those conditions, you have to be way ahead of what the bike's doing. Uh, you're, again, trying to go as quick as you possibly could, but not make too many mistakes. And that certainly would be the case for Valentino coming into it, uh, with still his leg being injured, uh, just only one race out, barely over a month. Well, now it's, what, about five weeks? So he certainly didn't want to have, take too many risks and, and injure it again. So it was going to be a challenge for him. And different from Aragon, and he pointed this out, that being a right-hand circuit, a lot of right-hand corners, it was certainly going to be a challenge uh, because of being his right leg and support-wise. But from the beginning, Mark was quick, and that didn't really surprise me. It didn't surprise anybody. He knew that he was going to be tough. The other thing that was going to be interesting was going to see how Maverick Finales and Valentino both on the factory I'm on. The struggle they've had in these conditions all year long has been the rear grip. It's been the grip on the 2017 Yamaha. They are using the 2018 chassis. So that shows, you know, obviously they're trying and they feel like it's, it seems to be improving in the right direction. But if you look at the Tech 3 guys, um, especially Johan uh, Zarco, um, they seem to be doing better with the 216 than the 217. So uh, they're going to certainly have to take a look at that as they're getting ready for next season. Of course, your, your, uh, Zarko's teammate, uh, Fodry, wasn't racing this weekend. I guess he showed up on Wednesday and he was not feeling well. He's he suffered from Epstein-Barr uh, syndrome before, which is a virus that affects your ability, your strength, your endurance. I guess he was even having trouble getting out of bed in the hotel and going to the door and answering the door. So just completely exhausted. And him and uh, Pontreal, they made a decision, I guess, what, Thursday, Friday, that he would go back to um, to his home country and, and run some tests. Munich, I guess, run some tests and, and see if he was that. Or mononucleocus was, mononucleocus was the other uh, syndrome or virus that they suspected it may be, but they'll find out. Main thing is... He's, he's got to go back, and, and certainly you can't race at the top level without the energy that you need. So hopefully he'll get back and get that squared away. Going into qualifying, it was going to be interesting to see if Mark had kind of maintained the pace he'd shown on Friday. And it was, it was interesting because Mark had mentioned about uh, he expected Jorge to really be strong for the race, especially Jorge's pace seemed to be good in practice and qualifying. And interesting thing did happen in qualifying. Um, at the beginning, Valentino went out on slicks because it was the driest when it was time for a Q qualifying two. It was the driest it had been all weekend uh, on Saturday afternoon. 
and there was actually some drying patches. So Valentina went out on slicks. He never got within 10 seconds of what they were running on rain tires. So it really didn't benefit. In fact, by the time he put on rain tires at the end of, of Q2, he qualified 12th. So he didn't even get up to speed on rain tires. So it really wasn't the best choice for him. Mark actually did the opposite of that. He went out and he did like the 53 and minute 53, which was by, I think, a second and a half faster than anybody with about six minutes to go. But then he put on slicks. Uh, and if you were going to do it one of the ways, that'd probably be the way to do it, to get your time in, then put on the slicks and see in case the conditions are the same for Sunday, even though they were predicting rain. If it did dry out, you'd maybe have, obviously, be a little better prepared. Everybody else even know what slicks felt like in, in damp conditions. Mark went out and, and never got up to speed, and so everyone else caught up. And the main rider that did that was Johan who got his second pole of the season, Yarns Ark, on the Tech 3 Yamaha. So the Yamaha is capable of being up there, but the factory guys were back struggling, what with Valentino 12th and, and uh, Maverick uh, 14th, who he didn't even get out of Q1. So those guys are really obviously struggling. Their championships hopes are looking pretty dimmed, um, and especially with Valentino crashing um, in the race on Sunday. And not scoring any points, and Maverick um, struggling and, and not being pretty much out of the game back in, in the out of the top 10 or in the high part of the top 10. It looked like that, that certainly his championship hopes had gone by the wayside. So that left uh, the two main protagonists, of course, Mark Marquez and, and uh, Andre Divicioso on the Factor Ducati. It looked like that Jorge, at the start of the race, he was going to be up there and marked prediction of Jorge being uh, tough and maybe getting his first win, or maybe he was going to be the toughest guy out there. It uh, looked like it was going to be the case, and then after, I think, three or four laps, he started to fade, and, and he had that little incident with Johan Zarco where they kind of came together. That really affected Jorge, and he dropped back over oh, the next couple laps, four or five positions. In fact, afterwards, there was that kind of... He was complaining about Zarco's uh, aggressiveness, and um, he he kind of compared it to him thinking that Zarco thinks that out there is like in a video game. And so he's the second rider this year that he's gotten into it with. Of course, Valentino earlier, Zarco, I was at Austin, they got in a little squabble, and now with, with Jorge. It's just Johan's aggressive. You know, he comes from Moto2, and, and he gets out there and, and um, he's got a lot of confidence, and he's, and he's just strong-willed, very stubborn. And that's going to benefit him if he uses it in the right way, uh, if he uses it in the way that he hangs in there and it keeps driving and doesn't give an inch. But, his, but being stubborn can be a detriment if it affects your judgment. And so we'll see uh, at the top level of racing how that works out for Johan. But as the race started... Uh, it certainly looked like that that Hori was going to be there until he faded back, and then it was Mark, and then and then Dovin, and you know everybody stayed pretty close, and then with five or six laps to go, it became just Dovin and, and Mark, and and the thing, and we've talked about this before with the VCOs this year that he's doing such a great job is that mental clarity under the pressure and when he needs it, and. And, you know, again, they've talked about the fact that his, his mindset off the racetrack has improved. He believes he should be there. 
And he's got Mark's number uh, where he's able to anticipate what Mark is going to do. And he chose the perfect place to make a pass. The strong suit for him, the Ducati, was the end, the end of the back straightaway uh, on the downhill before the, the downhill right, the hairpin. And he was able to take advantage of a mistake that Mark made on that last lap, which was coming through the S's, and Mark was a little too aggressive. It threw off Mark's rhythm a little bit, though he was able to close down, make that pass, and then he anticipated, just like he did in Austria, to where he knew that Mark was going to try to make a pass in the last corner. And he doesn't fall for Mark's aggressiveness. He uses his head, really, really does a great job in, in kind of suckering Mark into that and, and forcing Mark to be more aggressive than he needs to be. And that was when I was watching it take place. That was my biggest concern as I was telling him. I was saying, Mark, don't fall for it. Don't be so aggressive making the pass just enough to get next to Delphi. It's easier said than done, I know. I've been in, sitting there watching it and, and willing someone to do it, and I've been in the position on the track to do it, and it's not easy to time that properly. But both times it's worked in Dovey's favor, to where he kind of sucked Mark in, Mark got too aggressive, got buying, and was able to block the repass that Dovey put in. And, and But it was a great race, and you knew Mark was going to try, which he should, and because uh, that would have been the difference if he could have won the race. Obviously, it'd been 21 points going into this weekend in Australia instead of just 11 points. So it changed the re reflection of the championship. So it's going to be interesting this weekend. The weather should certainly be better than it was in Japan, which the riders will love that down in the sun sunshine of southern Australia. I'm really looking forward to the Australian Grand Prix this weekend. I hope you are too.